You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selig. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. Today I have a special guest. My new best friend is Gavin McGrath, who is involved with the McGrath Family Auto Business. Uh, has an interesting story. He grew up in Cedar Rapids and was a Hawkeye football player and uh, has been a leader in the community, and uh, we're excited to have him with me. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank. Prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Gavin, thanks for coming. Tom, I'm honored to be here, man. I really am. This is fun. Briefly, just for the background, is a few years ago, I met Gavin because John Lohman of the Corridor Business Journal formed a group of Iowa City and Sierra Abbas people to sort of evaluate the corridor, how we can work closer together. And we met for a couple of years. And in that time period, I figured uh, I met Gavin and I realized that he was pretty sharp. So I thought I'd become his friend. So that is the background of this. And I think I've, I've made some progress. I'm still working on it, though. So, Gavin, thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you. No, this is great. Well, let's start at the beginning. I think I assume you were born and raised in Cedar Rapids. Tell us, you know, growing up, what sure. the background is. <clears throat> I was born in Cedar Rapids, but, you know, I am. I have some Iowa City blood in me from 88 to 93. So I was, what, three to seven years old. We lived in Iowa City when my dad had the old GMC store oh, on yeah. Highway 1. Yep. yep. So b- built a lot of great long-lasting friendships, actually, while we were in Iowa City. Um, still have great friendships today with a lot of Iowa City residents. And so, But uh, after that, came back to Cedar Rapids. Uh, graduated from Cedar Rapids, Washington. Go Warriors in uh, 04. And then uh, went on to the University of Iowa. So yeah, all all time, always in the corridor. Well, great. Now I did uh, in preparing for this. I actually, do prepare a little bit. I, I googled you and uh, I read about your football career. It was interesting because um, you were here, I think, for four years or so and played some football. And you were uh, sort of captain of the special teams. You weren't the best player in the team, is that right? So tell us about your how you got to Iowa and your career at Washington. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Football, yeah, played football wash and then got recruited to do to walk on. You know, they call the preferred walk on yep. now PWO. Um, so got an you know preferred walk on opportunity at Iowa, walked on, and um, played all five years really because I redshirted. And mm. what you're, you're referring to there, yeah, basically it's a nice way of saying I was never good enough to start, but <laughs> I did play a lot of special teams. Um, and had a lot of fun doing it, honestly. And yeah, was honored with the team selecting me as the captain my senior year of the special teams unit and of the team. So um, made unbelievable lifelong friends there. What a great experience. I mean, Kirk Ferentz, I'd, I'd run in front of a train for that guy. Um, and friendships um, that I still stay in. I was, when I was walking in here today, my phone was blowing up with, we have a Hawkeye, former Hawkeye football player, text message group, and always stay in great contact with those guys. So, I mean, I could go on and on about my experience at Iowa, but um, it was, it was top notch and, and the relationships are so long lasting. Well, I'm a Hawkeye fan. I assume a lot of our listeners are too. But briefly, uh, I you played from 04 to 08. Tell us about that a little bit, and also tell us what uh, 
what famous players did you play with back then who were maybe yeah, still be around? For sure. So start out in 04. We start out with a bang. So I was a true freshman, you know, red-shirted scout team, getting my head beat in all the time in, <laughs> in practice by guys like, you know, at that time our defense was a Chad Greenway, Abdul Hodge. We had Matt Roth. Wow. I mean, that, that front seven all ended up playing in the NFL when we beat, you know, LSU in the Capital One Bowl, the famous Warren Holloway. Yeah. So that was my launch into Iowa football. Um, I mean, that was really a fun year. For me, it was it was uh, baptism by fire, um, having to compete against those guys every single day. But unbelievable group of leaders um, on that team. So then we moved forward, and, you know, um, 05 was a good year. I think we went Outback Bowl that year. We lost. That was the one where Greenway was called offsides on the onside, onside kick where he wasn't offsides, right? Right, yep. Um, <clears throat> next year, 06, Alamo Bowl lost to Texas. Um, that was a that was a Jekyll and Hyde year. Started off gangbusters and then ended tough, and then we ended up coming back, bouncing back. We've never seen Coach Ferentz more mad than that year um, in the – 06 year? 06. And we started out 5-1 – Right, five and one. We had, that was the year Ohio State came in college game. The last time college game day was in Iowa City was that yeah. game. They came in. We were ranked top ten in the country. They just absolutely throttled us, and then our season went downhill. We ended up going five and one the first half of the year, one and five the second half of the year. Finished at Minnesota, right? Yeah. We played like dog crap the first half. Drew Tate had throwing a fit after he threw an interception, going into the tunnel. Coach Ferentz is chewing him out. Then he chews us out at half. And I, I could count on one hand the number of times Coach Ferentz got really upset, right? Yep. That one day was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, he absolutely laid into us because it was effort. It was effort. It was attitude. And promised that if we didn't get this second half figured out, we were going to have a full metal jacket bull prep in two days. He ended up <laughs> kicking the pig. I think he broke his big toe kicking the pig. That thing weighs 110 pounds. Um we got our tails whipped the second half, and we, he, he followed through on his promise. We had two days for bowl prep uh, leading up to the Alamo Bowl. We got absolutely worked our tails off, and then we ended up performing well. We lost. Yeah. They took that touchdown back from Scott Chandler, if you remember. I was there. Um, yep, <laughs> and we lost, but that was a really fun year. It kind of shaped us, shaped our mindset. 07 was a tougher year. Uh, 08 was my senior year, and we, we won the Outback Bowl. Sean Green, Doak Walker Award winner. Right, uh, beat South Carolina's tail, and uh, ended up top twenty team in the country. And I think we were playing as good as about anybody the last four or five games of the season that year. We could have probably played with most any team. We beat no, that was the year we beat Penn State at home on a last second field goal. Daniel Murray, oh yeah, my boy Regina. Um, yep, yeah. Iowa City. I was so in Regina. That's a that's a quick summary of uh, of of my experience at Iowa as far as games go. But man, some unbelievable memories, coaches. Um, I mean, I just cherish that. So, oh, great. Well, I guess uh, you've learned a lot of life lessons. We think about mentors or things you've learned a lot. A lot, a lot of it came from Iowa football, right? It did. Yeah. Um, it's a tough. You know, playing college football is the most rewarding. Also, the most. You know, you talk about difficult. Um, you talk about having to power through, fight through adversity. You know, injuries and and just balancing. Right, uh, your classes and and the demand of the football schedule off season. If it's all year round, you're you're working hard, but you have guys you go through it with. Right, and you build a bond, and you don't want to let them down. Is really what happens, and that's how you end up maintaining those relationships for so long. You know, you went through that with 
yep. with those guys and they understand something about you that that most people don't and it's um unbelievable experience and you, you learn how to you know balance time you know plan your plan your because you got to be disciplined on your on your work still at school and and then fulfill what the coaches need out of you and things like that in the weight room and right. on the field and in the film room a lot of time in the film room so uh yeah i mean ta- it shaped yeah. a lot of who i am for sure, sure. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what happened then uh, in the McGrath Auto. Is there you call it, you call it McGrath Auto Dealer Family Dealerships? McGrath or? Family Dealerships. Yeah, yeah dealerships. Yep. The background there. So you you graduate and um, did you go into business then right away? What what happened? What happened after graduation? Yeah, yeah. So wrapped up that game, the Outback Bowl, and graduated that December. So I took a, the four and a half year plan to right. graduate <laughs> and um, and then my Mur- my cousin Murphy and I and another buddy of ours uh, who are you know, have always skied our whole lives. No skied. We decided we're going to take a couple month hiatus and just go ski in Vail. Right. We rented a uh, three hundred square foot apartment, <laughs> cozy for three guys, yep. and it had a trundle bed and a little efficiency and, a, and another double bed that was the the room was as big as the double bed. Um, and we lived there, and all we did was ski bum for a couple months, <clears throat> and. So once we ran out of money, we drove home. <laughs> and then, that makes sense. And then, uh, and then we, uh, I got to work. Uh, Murphy, my cousin Murphy, who's also my best friend, he's best man at each other's weddings, and we get to be business partners today, so that's fun. He went and got his MBA at, at DU. He's a lot smarter than I am. Um, I went right to work and uh, full time uh, as a finance manager at the Chevy store. So started in '09 and been there ever since. So coming up on what is it? Yeah, 13 years now. So. Well, briefly, how many dealerships does the family own now, the business owned? We're up to 12 car stores and 12. four motorcycle stores. Wow. Yep. So with the addition of Toyota Iowa City, that was uh, which Tom's a great customer. That's right. I'm, that's right. I'm excited yeah. you bought it. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, 12 car stores and then the, the four motorcycle stores. We have three Harley stores and then the McGrath Power Sports store in Cedar Rapids. And this is an eastern Iowa business, Dubuque, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, other in Coralville. Exactly. Uh, Davenport, we have a Davenport. We okay. have the Harley store and a used car superstore, and then two in Dubuque, the Coralville used car superstore, now Toyota of Iowa City, and then the rest are in Cedar Rapids. Well, we'll talk about the history of being in the business a little bit. That, uh, but other other people I've met along the way with the McGrath, I met uh, Lindsay, who I yeah. guess is your older sister. Yep, and she's in the business, and and Jamie, and I, of yep. course I've met Murphy, and you're on TV all the time. I get you know those ads are. <laughs> <laughs> Every night we see yeah, all four of you. So, <laughs> but is that the so who's all? Is that Lindsay runs the store right, and Jamie's yeah. in charge of marketing or something? What, yeah, what's, yeah. How's this come together with the family? Yeah, we're uh, we got a lot of family in the business, which is actually great. Thank God we all get along because um, we have a lot of fun together. And I got two brother in laws in the business too. Okay, so my sisters didn't read the company manual. You can't date people that work for us, but <laughs> that's a joke. Um, <laughs> So yeah, they 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 are commercial and fleet managers for us. They do an amazing job. Um, but yeah, so my sister Lindsay runs our Ford Hyundai Kia location as well as our Dubuque Volkswagen Hyundai location. Um, and and uh, she's an amazing leader. Jamie, my younger sister, is director of talent development. So mm-hmm. she really is in charge of um, get recruiting talent. Um, she has an employee who's a full-time recruiter that works for her. And then also I, a lot of culture things. She does mm-hmm. an amazing job with culture, making sure our employees are engaged. Um, 
and then very involved in our market with our marketing team. Right. We have our own marketing company that does all of our own stuff. Um, and then, yeah, Murphy, he runs now a Toyota store, also our Chrysler Jeep Dodge store, our Volkswagen Marion store and our Coralville store. Um, and then, um, uh, I run our GM campus. So the Chevy, the BHMC Cadillac and Cedar Rapids, and then our Dubuque Chevy store. We have the Westdale used car super store. And then I also run our Davenport store. So we kind of, have right. four you know responsibilities that we oversee um and then my dad's still actively involved in the business um he's a great mentor you know your father me. is pat, pat. my dad's okay. pat yep <clears throat> yep and then murphy's father mike who is actually my dad's nephew mike is his nephew because my dad has an older brother 20 years older than him right. bruce um uh, Mike and my dad have, par- have been business partners for years. Mike just retired. He was he'd been operating the motorcycle stores, so we're going through this transition right now. We're kind of integrating all the motorcycle stores into the car side, from an HR standpoint, payroll support. Um, so that's going really well. That transition is going really well there. And so, um, yeah. And then I mentioned we have the two brother in laws in the business as well. So they, we 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 have a lot of fun. It's it, it to the end of the day, the best thing about what we do is the opportunity to impact people's lives you know and i know this just sounds cliche tom but we are in the car business but it's more about the people you know it's the relationships right. and building those relationships with the customers the employees and, and giving them opportunities to grow that's what's fun about buying a store like toyota of iowa city you have right. a great mm-hmm. foundation there that, uh, different mm-hmm. than some stores we bought in the past quite frankly mm-hmm. um we've, we've bought some broken stores mm-hmm. and you can't it's hard to turn those tides. This store, Toyota of Iowa City, is incredibly well run by the Drew Sickey family. They have right. unbelievable staff, mm-hmm. um, and it was just, hey, let's let's just help you. Let's just help you grow this thing. And, and so, Mike Huber is my guy. My, he's my, the guy. I call Mike Huber. I know Mike. Yeah. He's incredible. I, I trust Mike. Yeah, he's a machine. He's incredible. And so that's just one example. There's a lot of great people there, and so that's the best part, you know, being being able to continue to grow your footprint, and impact people. Right. So. Well, that's a great story. The other thing about the McGrath, one reason I was interested in getting to know you people is you're so generous in the community. There is this, this feel with, uh, with the arts in Cedar Rapids. You have the, the amphitheater, and you support the arts a lot. Mm-hmm. In Iowa City, you've done that. Is that there is a, because it's the family, a local business, it's, it's, it's a different feel. You guys are, are you're very generous trying to make a difference, I think, Yeah, locally. Well, yeah, what do you do it for, right? I mean, what do you, you do it to... to to be part of something bigger than yourself, and that's bigger than just McGrath. That's 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 the whole area that we that we serve. That's the, everybody that lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Dubuque, the Quad Cities. That's what's fun. Um, you know, yeah, the McGrath Amphitheater. When they came to us with that project and said, "Hey, we'd like to be the title sponsor," it's like my dad saw the vision. Like this is going to be incredible mm-hmm. for this city. And right. you go, I don't know if you've been to a concert there in the river. You know, Tuesday night was Google Boss. Like mm-hmm. you're out there, and you're just like, "This is incredible!" Right. Um, as you mentioned with the arts in Iowa City, um, continuing that with the Drew Stickies, that we're really charging that up. And, right. And Murphy's done an amazing job continuing those relationships, and and just the even when you can get down to, you know, eyeball to eyeball with somebody that just is doing a small little fundraiser for their father who's got cancer you know the things that you don't hear about we love eyeball to eyeball looking at that and going yeah we'll we'll donate something to your silent auction and those are even fun so all those things add up and um i mean it's funny that we're actually in i didn't really 
you don't really know this, but that we're in the Czech village. You know, my mom, um, very passionate about the Czech village, the west side of the river here in Cedar right. Rapids. We're mm. recording this here in the mm-hmm. Czech village. And she's um, four or five years ago, they got the opportunity to, to acquire seven or eight buildings down here um, from a kind of a, a distant owner that hadn't engaged much with the tenants, hadn't engaged much with the buildings. She bought them and has been able to just turn this thing around, uh, add to what already they had going, but brought in some new tenants, brought in the Cafe St. Pio, which has done amazing, brought in Rodina, Sam and Phoebe, doing right. an amazing job with that restaurant, um, just opened her candy and, and soda fountain shop, the sweet mercantile. I mean, it's a really a lot of fun on the corner. So that stuff too, you know, just reinvesting in, in the community and continuing to help flirt, make it flourish. So yeah, no, it's, it's impressive when I yeah. pulled up here, just looking around. So yeah. Well, you now tell us about your family. You have a wife and children. So what's, what's the story over there? Yeah. My wife and I met the summer before our freshman year in college. Um, the joke is, you know, she was a lifeguard at the pool I was swimming at time, and she's she couldn't resist my hot body, so she. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a no. Yeah. It, so then we just met that day, and actually she went to U and I her first two years, so we didn't actually start officially dating until late our our freshman first semester, and so did a long distance for about a year and a half, and then she transferred to Iowa, and we've been together ever since. So we're we've been married since. Um, 2010 just celebrated celebrated 12 years this past July. Yeah, we have four kids, um, one the 11, nine, seven, and five. Our 11 year old is uh, actually the namesake of my grandfather H. B. McGrath. He is H. B. McGrath, and then it's uh, Macy, his nine year old daughter, and then Watts, our seven year old son, and uh, Sayer, our five year old son. So active baseball, football, dance, ninja class. <laughs> You're busy, <laughs> and your wife's busy, right? Nothing mm-hmm. more fun in the world. Um, that goes without saying. But also, you know, you get you get up there in age, and you, you know this. It's more challenging conversations, yeah. bigger conversations, especially with the 11 year old. So those are fun to navigate and bounce ideas off people and how to handle situations. So it's it's so fun. <laughs> we 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 just we love them so much, and we have an absolute blast trying to. Trying to just make it the best experience possible for everybody. So yeah, I think, as you know, I'm a little bit older than you. My children are older. When they grew up, we didn't have a social media. Oh yeah. Then there you go. Now it must be a different world. At 11 years old, I assume they're are they on TikTok or these things are Instagram or that stuff. We've avoided that. Have you, okay. And hope to hold <laughs> off on avoiding that for a long time. I don't know when, but um, our oldest does have a phone, but it's called a Gab phone. So it's just a phone this guy created, which is pretty cool. Where you can only call and text. Oh, you can take pictures too. Yeah, and videos, that makes sense. But yeah, there's no apps, uh, but yeah. at least you know now that he's getting up there in the age where we'll drop him off at football practice. You know, we sure. want him to be able to call us if something happens, yeah. or you know, at school he doesn't take it to school, I guess. But um, yeah, we we do have the gab, but we are not into the social media. <laughs> okay. trying, to, trying to kick that can down the road as far as That's possible. Probably smart. <laughs> Well, tell us what you do when you're not working. Uh, vacations, hobbies, movies. What 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 do the Marass do? Yeah, Audrey and I love to socialize. We have a great network of friends. Certainly, our family is also our some of our best friends. Um, so we we love to socialize. Love to host people. Um, we love to travel, and mostly what we do that with our kids. Um, we did actually. Audrey and I took our first trip uh, without kids. 
for the first time in five years, went to Colorado. It was for a wedding, but we extended. They had a great time up in Grand Lake, Colorado. We love love doing that. Um, a, a lot of our stuff, you know, like everybody with kids our age, it's a lot built around what they do, though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all of our friends are a lot of the – they're very active, uh, our oldest, and and then our seven-year-old son, very active in baseball, um, a lot of travel with baseball. Mm-hmm. And so that – provides a lot of our social life as well and, and a lot of our fun i coach the baseball team and so that's really 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 that's my hobby uh, as far as I mean, right. it takes it's a lot of time yeah. and effort and a lot of a lot of fun and so coaching is a big hobby of mine um my wife uh is engaged with the girls on the run program where she coaches uh young girls in some in some track uh she works she does she's out of the cleveland elementary school location so she has an absolute blast with that um it's an after school program twice a week and um what else for fun i mean we are um kind of live a little bit out in the country so we love being outside um love being outside and active and riding around on rangers with the kids and swimming pool and um play a little bit of golf not a lot but and then uh yeah so oh good sums up hopefully that part a little bit so well, uh, tell us about, uh, I don't know, mentors is the right term, but yeah. mentors or um, people, like famous sayings, what, what uh, you know, role models, that, that, that type of thing. Do you have anything, yeah. people like that? Who would you, oh, yeah. who'd you think of? <clears throat> From a business standpoint, certainly my dad, um, incredible leader, incredible business person. And I still continue to constantly bounce ideas, ask questions, and he is an amazing mentor that way because he makes you think about he's he's the he's the master have you ever heard of irish negotiation no answer a question with a question mm-hmm. uh, master so if i go to him with a question he'll very rarely actually give me the answer he'll ask a question that will help me find it mm-hmm. um that's really he's been the mentor there um i still carry kirk ferentz in that light even though sure. i only talk to him maybe once a year mm-hmm. The way he carries himself, the way he leads, um, definitely, and just his consistency—the consistent—he's the epitome of consistency, in, right? As a person in life, as an approach to how he leads the team. Um, and I mean, I could go on for a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people um, in pockets. Um, I will. I, I would like to say my mom as well. I, mean, I talked about the Czech Village. You can look, and you do an amazing job of this, Tom. Right kind of be the change you want to see in the world. Right. And there's a lot of people that will say, well, this city needs that, or we need to do that. But it's just a statement, you know? Right. How about do something, you know? Mm -hmm. You've done an amazing job with the events that you put on, what you just did for the University of Iowa Women's Basketball with that event. Um, And have you done these things for how long? For 30 years? Yep, yep. You know? And think about the impact you've made on... um, and the lives you, I God say throw you in there as a mentor. Just even the last couple of years, looking at no, but you go yeah. do you go. It's not hey, well, why doesn't I wish somebody would do that? It's well, you can do it, right? You know, it doesn't mean you have to go buy buildings, but you can go volunteer. Yep. You know, you can go sit on a board. You can. We need to dream big. I think. Yeah, you can go be a visionary and and you know, just go make things happen and. um that's what my mom has done an amazing job. It was, hey, the, the west side of the river, not getting a lot of attention in Cedar Rapids, right? Right. Impacted by the floods. Yep. You know what? I'm going to go do this. 
Yeah. That's where she's a West Sider. She's a Jeff grad, big heart for it. Mm-hmm. Comes in and has been working her tail off um, to make it happen. And and I think there's been a big impact in this, yeah. this side of the river because of her. So I, I would certainly put her in the mentor position as well. I'll ask you one more well, final question. Sir, we were on that committee that looked at the corridor and stuff. What what do you envision uh, in the next five years? Uh, how, how do we improve the corridor when they're at track? Or what, what's what's your view of all that? Cedar Rapids, Marion, North Liberty, Lava City, or, what, or whatever. Great question. You know, that's a big question because there are, you know, we spent a lot of time in these right. meetings and conversations about what you actually go after and what you do and where can you make an impact, you know. It's a, it's a hard one, and I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> what I've come up in my brain, the things that I know that I can maybe help go after, you know, we're, I'm a pretty uh, simple, I'm not, so I, I, we have a lot of cool things going on. I think there are more cool things going on that people are aware of in this corridor, um, and how do we tell that story? So that's the biggest thing to me is how do we continue to, create excitement in the brand and the energy that this is an amazing place to live. This is an amazing place to raise a family and work. And not just because the cost of living is low, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of cool stuff. Sorry. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff yeah. going on. Right. There's a lot of great people. There's an amazing university in Iowa City. There's cool, amazing university, junior, uh, junior college in Cedar Rapids, right. Mount Mercy, Co. Co- Cornell. Yeah, I whole. mean, the, it's a thriving culture that I think we can do a lot better job telling. Des Moines has done an amazing job of this, Tom. Right. They've told the story and they've, they've they built the energy behind it. And it, it, you know, we learned that this yep. started with their connections in New York because of all the caucuses that start in Des Moines and Iowa. Right. Over the years, they built these relationships with these writers, with these publications. And so they have those connections to tell that story. I think Des Moines is amazing. I don't know that they're doing any more than we are. I mean, right. maybe they are. But I, I don't know that they are. And I think we could do an amazing job. Number one, I think it starts with casting the vision. Um, so what do we want to be in 10 years? And I think there's a lot of people we can get behind a vision and say, this is what we want to look like. And then let's go after it and let's go get it and tell the story of how these, thi- how these things are happening. Um, and so... Because there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Certainly a lot of opportunities still to do more. But um, I think it's you do an amazing job this time. Starting big. Thinking big. Yep. Thinking big. Let's think big. Let's go after it. Let's kick ass. Let's have fun. And, um, and celebrate the fact that this is a really cool place to live and work, you know? Well, that's uh, that's sort of my goal. Our goal, hopefully, in 2023. That's why I wanted to become your friend. And hmm. people like Laura McBride and other people, yeah. we sort of, okay, we do, we've done some things. Let's let's try to take the next step. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's that's our goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And Laura is another amazing one. Yep. Well, good. Um, okay. Well, I think we should wrap this up. But uh, this has been fun. I think you'll uh, all my listeners can understand why uh, Gavin is now my new best friend. And the um, I think the future is bright. I do think the one of the problems in Iowa is we're a little too humble. We need to sort of get that story out. We have to figure out how to do that. Of course, we have some ideas. So. Stay tuned. We'll be working on that next. You bet. Thanks a lot, Thank you so much, Tom. Amazing. Appreciate it. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.